Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. From the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. The one of your show is number one. Hey everyone, welcome to ENN. Ray Rowe. And Tiwi. I think. On Tiwi. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure it is, sure it is. Welcome aboard everyone. A very big, big program. Do you uh, want to take a... A guess of who the sponsor is? I think they're singing in it. Keep going. D'Agostino. Law. Law. There you go. That's exactly right. (laughs) Uh, Big shout out to our friends over at D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm, 888-24-LAW-24. Bite back. I'd like to start off this ENM by saying good evening to Michael. A two-run shot by Jaws. Oh, boy. I just can't wrap my mind around it. I really hate you guys. Love Juz. Listen, I didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, let's say good evening to Don. I'm not Stu Gatz, all right? I will fight you. <laughs> and Don. I'm a Patriot boy. What, wait, what, what was the shot at Stu Gatz for? No, no shot at Stu No Gatz. shot at Stu Gatz. Well, you said I'm not Stu Gatz. Right. Like, cause we, were, we were talking about how this is the only show in the country. In right. which only one of the hosts' name is on the show. Mm. And then people will say, well, what about Dan Levitard? And I'm like, listen, I'm not Stu Gatz. No disrespect to Stu Gatz. No, but I, I, I think my role on this show is more significant than Stu Gatz's role on Dan Levitard. It came up because of this. So Buck is on with Michael Kay and company on the Michael Kay Show, ESPN Radio, New York. All right. Surprise to Greeny. I'm not. I appreciate it. Uh, it's better than just saying on the Kay Show or on with Michael Kay. Why can't he say Michael, Don, and Peter? That's that's nice and easy. I get how it's you know it's hard to get out. Not too hard, but it's clunky. It's a little clunky. It's clunky. clunky how? <laughs> He's just trying. Greeny's one point. of the best broadcasters no, of all time. He oh, really is, and, that's and true. best looking. The, the combo. I don't know if there's anybody better combo looking and hosting. Oh, stop yourself. He's a, he's a good look. I mean, Greeny's a fine looking man. Yeah. He's not the best combination of looks and and all talent. Right. Give me a give me. All a, right. So who is? Yeah, who is? I mean, on this station alone, I mean, <sighs> Greeny's a Greeny. Alan Hahn's a good-looking guy. That's what I was going to say. So, so let's, let's He's call, not in the Hall of Fame. Greeny's in the Hall of Fame. Well, let's call Greeny a better broadcaster than Alan. I think that's fair. And Alan's better looking. But Alan's better looking. So they end up washing, essentially. Um, Rick Greeny's Dipiet- pretty good-looking, though. Rick DiPietro. Yeah. Uh, Greeny's a better broadcaster, but DiPietro's better looking. Boom. But it's like, Steve, it's like Steve Young. The Hall of Fame elevates it to a level that's very difficult to approach. I mean, let's not. Oh, let's, really? It didn't do that with Jeter with you. Yeah, great point. And let's not compare. Let's not, with all due respect, let's not compare the Radio Hall of Fame to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I just don't think we can do it. 
Well, in this context, we can. <laughs> there's no yellow right? jacket. There's, there's just no I yellow jacket. I think the argument between Steve Young and Jeff Passan is equal to the argument of Alan Hahn and Mike Greenberg. So it is apples to apples. By the way, by the way, Peter Rosenberg, don't think I didn't see your snarky little remark on Instagram when I wore that yellow jacket the other day. Congratulations on the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Don't (laughs) think I didn't see it. (laughs) How do you do that? Don't say it. When when, when did when did you wear the jacket? He wore Uh, it. Was it was on the air too? I was on the show. I didn't notice the monitor. I didn't notice it. I guess I didn't notice it on the air. And then I also made fun of the, uh, you wearing Callie's doofy hat at the um, Taylor Swift concert. He did comment. Well, you know that what? You would have made fun of 70,000 other people. But that's what girls. I said. That was my point. My point was, why does every kid's concert nowadays require wearing a doofy hat? Why? Why? Because it's Taylor Swift stuff. They all painted their nails and they wore beads. That's the whole deal. It's the fun. Uh, Wait till you have kids. And really, it's not the hat that's doofy. It's the combination of the hat on Michael. That's right, and that's why I wore it for the laugh. I wore it for the laugh, Don. Right, right, I get it. Of course you did, and you were for your daughter. Michael (laughs) sometimes is a bad guy. It doesn't define him, but in moments he could be a bad guy. Let me say good evening to myself. (laughs) If Michael's feeling covered in juzz. (laughs) I don't think that should have been re-aired. And good evening. That's my opinion. That's listen, that's Jacob's problem to deal with. And <laughs> good evening to myself. I think Jacob's gonna get a phone call. I don't care. I'm not scared of a Swifty. <laughs> oh boy, a lot has what happened. What a show. Yeah, Michael just technical difficulties. Look what happens, Michael. No, what I really I, I, the whole thing fell apart. What I really wanted to play, I don't think we made a drop of it yet. But it was too soon. But I really want the drops of Michael during the commercial breaks that were going bad. That well, if was, it was me, it would have already aired. That was the money. Let's be honest. If it was me, Peter, it oh, would yeah, have been would, in my introduction to ENS. Well, no, but people are being people are don't want to get they don't want to get canned. They're, and they they know how Michael gets down apparently, even though it's all very performative. Let's go. Let's say good evening, good evening to our friend uh, Griffin in Connecticut. Caleb Martin. <laughs> Do you hear that beautiful pronunciation of Caleb Martin, Michael? My now, gr- did did Griffin call in the first hour when I oh, was yeah. in tech? Yeah, was he was he just glorified? Caleb Markin. No, he was humble. He was actually humble. He he admitted he admitted that after Game Six, he was he was scared. And and Michael, I you also missed the part of the show when I called uh, Game Six of the Celtics Heat series. My Andy Chavez moment. Like I, it's it's that ruined. should have been the that should have been. Oh the, yeah, that's the point. That's a great guy. point. You that, know what? That's a great point. It's it. It's ruined. I, I I'll never. And how amazing was it, Michael? Were you watching live? Watch it live. Well, I mean, in the moment. Were you guys who are non-Celtic or Heat fans? How did you consume the moment? Did you did you yell out, "Oh my God!" Like was it that level? Yes. I would have yelled out, but Charlie had fallen asleep on the couch right next to me. Oh, you didn't, so wake I didn't him want up to... for it though. That's a wake no, up moment. Because, no, I didn't want to startle him, and he was really really tired. And I knew I could just show him the replay, but I, I the part of the play that stunned me, Peter, was with three men on him. Marcus Smart's shot was right on target. It rolled in and out, you know, and that they didn't. They nobody boxed out the inbounder. But, but there's so many breakdowns on that play. But it was so smart by White. You can see how he would have forgotten and not chased after the shot. And right. when the shot went up from Smart, <clears throat> Derek White is at the three point uh, stripe on the baseline and takes off. And when they show the replay, the fact that it left his hand with point one left. To me, I don't think the Celtics would have went on to beat Denver. We just they Gone just on. 
they wouldn't have gone on to beat Denver. <laughs> they were just not playing good basketball. I, I acknowledge that. What really irks me, Don, is that that moment is now ruined. That's honestly the thing that bothers me the most. I want that moment. That well, Derek- you know what I also want? I want an explanation. I wonder if you ever got one. Okay. Before Jimmy Butler was fouled, before the official threw up his hand, there was 2.1 seconds left. Where did the other 0.9 seconds come back after when he got to the free throw line? Why? Before the official lifted his hand, the clock said 2.1. I've never seen it explained anywhere. What happened there was, to that 0.9? Can we, can we just say this, too? There was a lot of weird ref stuff in the final two games. There, there were a lot of weird calls that were questionable. Travels at awkward moments. They called a travel on Jason Tatum in game six. And I'm not saying the Celtics weren't beneficiaries like things of the, the time added, like you said. I'm not saying it went one way. But do you do you remember when they called the the carry on Jason on, on Tatum? Yes, you, but they can call carry on every player. Uh, especially, I, I don't know why they did it then. I, that's what I'm saying on Tatum, especially every play. He does that all the time. It's like how he dribbles. Last night, do you guys remember the play where they called the travel on? Uh, was it Tatum? They called the travel on Tatum, and then Jimmy Butler on the other end, the, the exact same thing on yeah, the next yeah, play, yeah, yeah. and they didn't call. It. There was just a lot of weird stuff. Um, that irked me. And also, I have to ask this. It will never matter anymore because of what happened. On the play that led to the three free throws from Jimmy Butler, Michael, you'll appreciate this question. Mm-hmm. What the hell was Al Horford thinking fouling him there? How do you not settle? How do you not say, hey, if you beat us, falling out of bounds from the three-point line, we just take the L. Instead, he completely grabs him. It should have cost them the series. Well, I think that what happened was he knew it was Jimmy Butler and that the chances are the, the shot would have gone in, so he's trying to make it more difficult. But I agree. If he hits the three, you you you, you live to tell a story and say, that's it, they beat us. You, you got to you you go. You gotta, I, I love the fact that Butler went to the free throw line, Peter. Right. Yeah. He, he didn't even hit the rim. No, the rim Everything was, a rumor. was poured. How, Michael, how do you feel about my assessment that Jimmy Butler is such a beautiful and talented man that I would consider, if given the option to turn into someone else physically, I'd consider Jimmy Butler. Interesting. Really? Yeah. He got a, he's wow. Got, I, I, I mean, I'd pick a lot of other people. Oh, Jimmy Butler is very handsome. He's handsome. He's in terrific shape. He's he's big, but he's not like crazy big. He's you know he's, he's he has hair. He's got beautiful. Oh, I mean, the the tightest braids in the business today. I don't know. Jimmy Butler. Maybe I'm going to make that part of Would You Wednesday tomorrow. Would you trade your bone body for Jimmy Butler? Would you trade your life in for Jimmy Butler? It's pretty good. I mean, listen, when they were in the bubble, he opened his own coffee stand. He's a lovely guy. Yeah. (laughs) And very confident. I'll tell you what, though. I do think, though, that as Griffin said, Caleb Martin should have been the MVP of the series. I do feel that way. As great as Jimmy no, he was. was. I can't believe that people voted for him. Caleb Markin. I don't know, Michael. Butler was the best player in the series. He, he shot such a high percentage. It felt like Martin never missed a shot the whole series. That's what it felt like watching it. All right. Um, let's uh, let's hear from Jason Tatum on the uh, injury. It you know kind of impacted me the rest of the night. Swelled up and it was just frustrating that I was kind of like a shell of myself. It's tough to move. You know, it was just frustrating, especially, you know, that happened on the first play. I really felt that they kept him in the game too much. I know it's Jason Tatum, but it, he was a liability in my opinion. Uh, now, here's the cut I really wanted to play. 
Guys, I, I we have to have a conversation about Joe Mazzulla's personality. Let's let's hear from Joe Mazzulla in the post game. What happened? Uh, they played better than we did. Why? I don't know. Uh, but our guys gave everything they had, and that's the most important thing. Is that uh, people understand it's one of the best locker rooms I've been a part of, and uh, those guys gave everything they had. How much pain is Jason in with that ankle? Um, sorry. What was your message to them? I love them. That middle answer, guys, was the longest answer he gave all night. It was about six seconds. Yeah. He refuses to give answers as if he's Popovich. Like I don't, was, I just don't get it, guys. I don't get his it, angle. It, yeah, it was Popovich esque after the third, right, going into the fourth quarter of the interview. He gives nothing. Yeah, nothing. He he really acts like better than, and I'm like, you haven't won anything. In fact, people think you may be the reason the team's underachieving. Mm. Um, according to Kofi Michael. Yeah, the, la- the last two-minute report said that Horford fouled Butler with 3.0 seconds left. That's why they reset the game clock from 2.1 to 3. I, I say they're wrong. <laughs> I, the foul didn't occur at 3. Sorry. Well, the, the, I, guess with, I guess the completion of the play was 2.1, but I guess technically where they felt he was fouled, it was at 3. But if you watch the replay closely, he did not touch him. Until the clock was under three. Well, Michael, what did you think of uh, Jalen Brown seeming to do his best uh, Randall handle impression yesterday? I guess that maybe we shouldn't jump Julius Randall as much as we do. I guess everybody does it. Here's Jalen. Opi- oh, sorry, your opinion on Peter getting jumped for having that opinion on social media. Yeah, I went on social uh, media and I said it, and people were mad at me. Oh, well, why are you bringing up the Knicks? Why are you attacking us? Uh, Don, can I just say one thing to you? Hmm. Peter could listen if he wants. Peter should learn because he's starting to get like other people. Not every single one of his thoughts have to be oh, memorialized oh. on Twitter. I do not tweet that much. That's just simply not true. Uh, when I'm nervous during a game, I will tweet a few things during the Celtics game. I do not tweet that much. Go no, back. That, that's the time that you just shut down the phone. Don't tweet anything. You're probably right about that, but here's Jalen Brown on his future. I expected to win today and move on. That's what my focus was on. That's what my focus has been on. We failed. I failed. And it's hard to think about anything else right now, to be honest. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, I appreciate the statement, and he's right. He failed. He was brutal last night. Absolutely brutal. The amount of dumb threes that he took. The entire building is holding, like, why are you shooting this? And he just continued to do it, continued to do it, continued to do it. I have to blame the head coach. Let's hear from Charles Barkley on TNT. I saw Annie at Fenway Park eating chowder on top of the monster. No, not at all. Try it one more time, Chuck. I saw Annie at Fenway Park in China on top of the monster. Yo, why y'all doing this to this guy? Come on, man. What's his name, Chuck? Annie. The the, the word you really had trouble with was my name. Annie. Now, the reason we were able to have so many ridiculous and awesome moments like that on Inside the NBA. Uh, over the last 20-some years is likely because of their producer, Tim Keeley, who retired. Um, he went fishing officially last night. I don't know if you guys saw the end of the show, but they, nope. brought, they brought out the longtime producer of Inside the NBA for the last segment. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Did either of you guys see it? I did not see no. it. No. It was, it was really cool, man. They, they really spent time with him on set, talking to him about the show. He is like the the guy for all of them, the guy who's on the phone texting with them every night about what they're going to do, the guy who helped create the format, and um, they sent him off in sort of the way that only those guys could, just having him sit there at the desk, See, and it was fantastic. 
I would have loved to have seen it, but at that point, I think I was juzzing. Oh, the things. You know, you know what? My, you know. <laughs> I think that might be worse. A two-run shot by Juz. <laughs> Here's here is Aaron Juz. Here is Aaron Juz talking about what he likes about hitting in Seattle. It's a beautiful park. They always have a packed stadium. You know, tonight it was loud. It was rowdy from the very first pitch. So you know, I just like the big games like that. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. He's so great. I love watching him play. I'm so fortunate. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. Real quick, Don. Real quick. Don. Yes, yes. You're a big boxing guy, right? I hate boxing. What I've been doing lately is kickboxing. Got a good future. Tom McGregor's kickboxing update. Now, Don, you hinted earlier that you made a new uh, female friend well, today at the gym. What happened? This will feed into your awkward point. She yes. just happened to be the bag next to me, but I overheard the conversation. We never had any dialogue at all. <laughs> so uh, maybe I was a little awkward. Because I did Tuesday, so it was a different set of people. Oh, right. Okay. And she was just saying that they had a thing called a, 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 a tailor gate. At the um, American Dream. Okay. And I guess you could hear the music because they weren't allowing you to tailgate if you didn't have a ticket at MetLife. Oh, so you lear- So you heard more about the Taylor Swift concert from yes. your new friend so who I you didn't speak it. to. Got I it. overheard it. And apparently Did you get a my, number? Instru- oh, no, my instructor is friends with the new GM of the Houston Astros. And I said, is he a cheater? That's the only thing I really contributed to the conversation. And how was your workout? Oh, very good. After a Memorial Day weekend, Come on. I went Saturday in preparation for the Memorial Day weekend. So, oh, really? Went Saturday too? Yeah, I was. I was spent. Good workout. Did well, you? Uh, did you get the woman's number, Don? Why would I get her number? I didn't even get her name. Just to work out together. No. Two like-minded individuals. That's right. A two-run shot by John. That is very aggressive. If I, uh... Let's work out together. All right. Well, that's the, what is that? Is that the kickboxing version of Netflix and chill? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's the gym version. <laughs> All right. Let's kick bags together. Oh, my gosh. So that is the Don LaGreca kickboxing update um, for this Tuesday. Real quick, uh, around the NBA, Michael, I don't know if you've, you've heard this, um, Nick Nurse headed to the uh, 76ers. Isn't it great, Peter? They go from doc to nurse. Yeah, it's it's tremendous. It's tremendous. <laughs> I I mean, it's too bad he's not playing. It's too bad this wasn't a New York story. Can you imagine how the New York Post would have loved this? Ah, oh, would have been great. Um, also, a little uh, foosball, if you will. Deshaun Watson on the possibility of DeAndre Hopkins to Cleveland Town. 
Well, me and D-Hop, we just naturally talk. We've been talking since, you know, the Houston days and then also whenever he left for Arizona, we were always talking. So, you know, he's always been a brother of mine since I was coming out of high school. Our connection, our relationship has always been great. And I know there's a lot of things swirling around in the media of, you know, him possibly coming to Cleveland. And, you know, for me, my answer to that is, of course, we would love to have him. Uh, he knows that. We had a lot of connections, but, you know, that's kind of out of my <laughs> range of things of kind of coordinating things. So all I can do is, you know, make a call and, and see what happens let A.B. do the rest. Well, he, he could definitely use more talent at that position. Obviously, the, the Deshaun Watson we got last year, Michael, was not the Deshaun Watson that we had seen previously in Houston. No, he could use a receiver like that, but there's a lot of teams that, that would. I don't know why Hopkins would go to Cleveland. You got a lot of other options. Now, my, Don and I, you were off on Friday, and Don and I spent a lot of time talking about D-Hop. I, I think he still would be completely, if you could make it work, and I don't know that they could financially, a worth a, certainly a worthwhile acquisition for the Jets. Um, Don leaned more towards it would be almost an embarrassment of riches. I, I don't think they're that rich at wide receiver. They're good. Uh, Garrett Wilson is an absolute stud. But do you know how great they are at receiver beyond that? I don't think it would be an embarrassment of riches. I think you compile talent and let it you know, play to its level. I agree with you. It would be great for them. I, I just think it's a piece they could use. And lastly here, uh, Le'Veon Bell went on the oh. Steel Here podcast and um, talked about some of the things he would do before football games. It's conception about me with the whole weed thing. But, like, looking back on this, like, bro, like, that's what I did. Like, you know, when I was playing football, I smoked, bro. Like, even before the games, I smoked. And I'd go out there and run for 150, two tubs. In the like, NFL? Yeah. And then he went on to just destroy Adam Gates. Oh, let's hear that. Bro, we get to New York, and that's why I instantly, instantly find out, oh, head coaches make a huge oh, yeah. difference. Like, <laughs> Huge difference. Like, as soon as I get to New York, I find that out, like, the first week. Bruh, it's like, I knew it was going to be a battle. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a uphill battle. I knew it. The team wasn't that great, don't get me wrong, but I feel like if Coach Tomlin was coaching that team, we win nine games at least. But it's like, to the point where it's like, Sam Darnold is like, don't even know, like, the actual protection or what the Lions are protecting because he's so confused about our offense because the coach is confusing him. The play calling was terrible. It was a lot of things that were not going the way that obviously should have been going. Not I'm a, so glad Peyton Manning made that phone call to recommend Adam Gase. Oh, uh, the Adam Gase thing worked out so Took well. Took two years of our life away. Yeah, and if you're if you're a Jets fan, you just lost two years completely in the toilet. That'll do it for ENN, presented by D'Agostino and Associates. The injury firm, almost 35 years, getting accident victims every dollar they deserve. Offices throughout New York and New Jersey, 888-24-LAW-24. D'Agostino, bite back.